want to be around people you love and care about, people who are concerned about your well-being, people who are concerned about how you are. It's good to know that you can call on somebody when times are rough. Know you can go somewhere when things aren't going the way you would like them to go, but yet you can still go somewhere. You can see a smiling face, see a helping hand, see a friend indeed. This morning we're going to look at Mark, uh, second chapter, looking at verses 13 to 17. And we're going to explore the situation of knowing people and calling people lifesavers. You've maybe been in the situation before. You might have had a flat tire. You was running late, but there was someone you could call, and they helped you out, and you got to your appointment on time. You're thinking to yourself, man, that was a lifesaver. You were late on an assignment, and somebody helped you out on that assignment so you wouldn't lose your job or you wouldn't fail that class, and you think to yourself, man, that was a lifesaver. It might have been cold outside and you had a flat tire and it was hard just to get that tire off. And your brother stopped by or some friends stopped by to make sure you can change that tire in that cold, inclemental weather. And you're thinking to yourself, man, that's a lifesaver. Or maybe you might have been in the pool before and you found out you couldn't swim as well as you thought you could. And somebody jumped in and helped you out. You're thinking to yourself, man, that's a lifesaver. Am, am I talking to somebody here? Have, have you been in a position and you've been in a place where you needed somebody else to help you out and you're thinking, if that person would not have showed up, how things would have been different. If that person did not discover me, if that person did not decide to, to reach out to me, if that person did not decide to, to defend me, where would I be? And we find here in the text, Jesus being a lifesaver. Mark, uh, second chapter, verse 13. Starting at verse 13, going to verse 17, the word of God says, Then he went out again by the sea, and all the multitude came to him, and he taught them as he passed by. He saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office and he said to him follow me so he arose and followed him now it happened as he was dining in Levi's house that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples for there were many and they followed him and when the scribes and the Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners they said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Uh, Jesus, that's a lifesaver. A man that discovered Levi, that a man that was sitting doing his job, it's in King James it says as a publican's office, we find out he was a, a tax collector. Jesus was on his job. Jesus was going again to the seaside to preach and, and a minister, but on the way there, he happened to see Levi at his post. It's amazing how when Jesus' job can impact us. 
Levi was not expecting to be called by Jesus or noticed by Jesus. Levi was just waiting to take somebody's money. Levi's job was to be there at the port side to make people pay when they came in and when they went out, when they passed by and when they went across. He made sure that the government got their money and people didn't like Levi because of that. Isn't it the same how some people just don't like you because you're doing your job? Oh, I, I, I said, I'm talking to somebody here. Uh, they, they mad at you because you have to do what you're supposed to do. You can't break the law just to, uh, to make them happy. You have to do what's been given to you. And Levi's job was to make sure the government got theirs. Even Jesus says, give Caesar what is Caesar, give the Lord what is Lord. Even Jesus didn't have a problem with Levi, as we can tell. Because when Jesus walked by this man, he discovered him and showing him, say, look, follow me. And now Levi who was discovered by Jesus, was unpopular. But Jesus is popular. Levi, people in the community did not care about him. Jesus cared about him. He lived in a community about, the Jewish community is a religious community. So if you're not religiously respected, then you're really a nobody in the community. Because of him collecting taxes for the government, the religious folks did not care about him. They called him the publican or the tax collector. They didn't call him by his name. Do you know how people may call you by what you do when they don't know you? They call you by what they think about you because they don't care about you. But Jesus calls him to follow him. Jesus calls him to say, come and be a part of me. Be one of my disciples. I want you to understand that you can be just like Levi doing your job, but yet you got to be attentive enough to hear Jesus call. Don't get settled in with where you are. In order for a lifesaver to be a lifesaver in your help, you need to allow him to discover you. So, therefore, you need to be discoverable. <laughs> you need to be in the position and ready to hear. Levi was ready to hear what Jesus had to say. Now, think about it for a moment. If I was Levi, I would be concerned. Don't bother me right now. I got to collect some money. I would have been about my business, but Levi here was ready to hear who this man was that had a multitude follow him who's coming back to the seaside. So imagine this, Levi has seen Jesus come back and forth. Somebody missed it. Levi got to see Jesus come back and forth. Therefore, Levi was able to hear Jesus' teaching. He was able to see how Jesus was living. Levi was able to see that Jesus is who we say he is. He was able to see that he does not just say it, but he also lives it. He does not just tells it, but he also shows it. I want to get a closer look. Does anybody here want to get a closer look of Jesus? Be willing to see how I want to get closer to him. I want to get close enough to touch him, close enough to sit under him. Levi realized I got an invitation. I'm not going to pass up. On this invitation. He said, follow me. And Levi got up to follow him. And he followed him so close. It says here that Jesus not only discovered Levi, but also when Jesus becomes a lifesaver in the people's lives, he does not just discover you, but he looks to develop relationships. 
He not only discovered Levi, and Levi followed him, and Levi was following a popular man who the community cared about, following him to the seaside back and forth, that Jesus realized that I want to look, build a relationship with you. And so he went to Levi's house. And Levi hang with a different crowd. It says that sinners or irreligious, the publicans, tax collectors, were sitting around with him. And Jesus was sitting with them, along with Jesus' disciples. You see, Jesus is a lifesaver because he does not care in what condition you're in. He will come and develop you. He will come and try to relate with you. It seemed here that when somebody is in a situation, you have to put yourself in that situation to bring them out. How can I save you if you're drowned if I don't get in the pool? How can I change your tire out in the cold if I don't first get out in the cold? How can I help you get somewhere if I don't first meet where you are? The first thing they teach you when you get lost, stay where you are. When I was a kid, that made no sense to me. Stay where you are when you're lost. I'm trying to get found. So I need to move around. But when I stay where I am because I'm lost, I'm in a single position that is a, a direct position that someone can run across me. But if I happen to move and that point at the time that person discovered I was lost came to the point they thought I was lost and I was no longer there, I'm even more lost. But yet when you stay where you are, you give opportunity for that person to come to save you. Have you seen the movie Superman? And on the boat, Lois Lane, she knew that she, her coordinates because it was given. So she typed them out. And her rescuers knew those coordinates. They said, I know where that is. I know what that is. So they went to the rescue. You see, when you know where you are, you can be found. But when you don't know where you are, you'll never be found. Levi was lost looking to be found. He knew that Jesus knew where he was, <laughs> right there at the booth. Right there at the booth, doing his job. And he was called, and Jesus goes to develop relationships. It says he went to Levi's house, and he was teaching there. Teaching there. You see, Jesus' ministry is about teaching, about reaching, about building relationships. How can you make a disciple if you don't teach them? Jesus says, I'm coming to, to develop your life, to make your life better. I'm trying to here to save your life. You're living a life that you're not satisfied with. You're living a life where you're, you're thinking deep inside, I like how I'm doing. I'm pretty wealthy here as a tax collector. Uh, my name is Levi, son of Alphaeus. People know my name. They know who I am. I have money coming my way. Things are going all right. But I do wish that things could be a little bit better. Something that money can't buy. Status can't buy. Society can't give me. But somebody 
named Jesus walked by and I felt something in my heart that said I know there's something better if I just follow this man I, I know my life will be better if I sit under his teaching I know my life will be better if I invite him to come into my house and so he did and see when Jesus discovers you and he develops relationships with you guess what Jesus will then do he will defend you You see here that while he was following Jesus, people were following him. (laughs) And while they were following him, while he was following Jesus, they were talking negatively about him following Jesus. And the problem here is that you notice here, watch it in the text, the record shows that they did not question Jesus, but they questioned his disciples. I want you to see here that when you have been discovered by Jesus and Jesus developed a relationship with you, people won't question Jesus, they'll question you. Because they'll talk about it. Say, I know you. I, I, I know where you've been. I, I know how you've had. How dare you follow Jesus? That's not right. How are you going to sit down with him when you're this? And that's the time where you don't have to speak. Because they didn't speak. But Jesus spoke for them. Jesus made it clear in verse 17. It said, when Jesus heard it. He said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You see, when people talk about you because of your relationship with Christ, don't worry about having to defend yourself. When they talk about you because they know who you are, I'm glad they know who you are because that's just another opportunity for you to testify why Jesus came. He did not come for those who were well. He did not come from those who were whole, but he came for somebody like me. That's how special I am. You see, you upset, but he came for you too, but you closed the door. You weren't open to let him in. You too good and too high and too mighty. But when I came, you're going to get jealous. See, people get upset because they want what you have. But do you not understand that they can have the same thing? Jesus said, I came to call sinners into repentance. I came for the sick. The problem is that you think you're all right. And because you all that, you don't need Jesus. But I know I'm not all that. Matter of fact, I'm not even close to that. I'm just nothing but because of Jesus. I could be like just Jackson. I am somebody. <laughs> because of Jesus, I have a purpose in my life. Because of Jesus, I know I have a reason for living. See, Jesus gave Levi a purpose that was greater than what he was doing before. Jesus gave Levi something worth more than the money he would ever see coming at that tax booth. Jesus gave him something more precious 
than anything he could invest his money in in this world. You see, when Jesus shows up to discover you and give your life greater meaning, he's giving you a life that's worth a value that's beyond measure the world can ever measure with. It's beyond money. It's beyond wealth. It's beyond anything. This world can give you. But in society, they want you to do what they say is okay. Because the Pharisees and the scribes, they, they were religious folks. They did things that were different. They did things because it was traditionally done. They, they did it because people did it before them, not because God told them. That, that's why it sees later on in the text, you can see they, they go again and say, well, you know, uh, they, they got some help with them this time. They went and got John's, uh, John's disciples, John the baptized, said, hey, hey, uh, Jesus, we fast and so do John's disciples. How come you don't fast? You see, you're not as good as us. We, we them good folk. We fast twice a week. Not once, twice. We made sure people know we fast. But Jesus responds, says, it's not time for them to fast yet because I'm still here. But there'll be a time to fast when I'm gone. But right now it's time to celebrate. You heard the song, I rejoice today. You can rejoice knowing that there's a purpose in your life. Knowing that when people will come against you, people will talk about you, that Jesus is defending you. You know how Jesus is defending you. Because when you place your faith in him, you have now gained eternal life. And yet Jesus did not just come for that you to have eternal life. Don't lose that. Jesus came because he really desires to have a relationship with you. I, I want us to realize that salvation is not fire insurance. It's just not meant for me not to ex escape punishment. Like I would just do just enough work at home to escape punishment. Not to really make my mother, my father happy. Just to make my rear end happy. But when I decided to follow Jesus, I'm willing to give up everything that I have. Because I realized that Jesus gave his life for me. Jesus even gave up his reputation for me. How is that? Well, look at Levi. Jesus sat down with the sinners, and they looked at him lowly, say, how can this man be a great teacher, full of authority and power, but he sits with the lowly? He sits with the ones that we don't care about. And I'm glad that Jesus is not like the Pharisees and the scribes. I'm glad that Jesus is not like people of this community that decide who's worth thinking about. As you know, it's election time, and you know how campaigns work. They go where the people vote. You don't vote, you don't count. You don't count, I don't talk to you. That's how campaigns go. Because it costs money to campaign. But yet Jesus goes to all who listen and don't listen. You see that he came not just for those who are for, for the, uh, the whole. He came for the sick. He came for those who need the physician. So he's the physician. He came those who are, who are empty. He came to fill them up. Jesus defended Levi and those who followed him. That's why when Satan's attacking us, trying to give us to let down our guards, 
trying to give us to go back into living a life that's not pleasing to God. We need to remember that if Jesus was willing to give up himself, and I said I will follow him, then how come I am not giving up myself? If Jesus was willing to lay down his life for me, how was it so hard for me to lay down this sinful habit for him? Notice I to say life. We have a hard enough times with these habits of ours. But yet, if Jesus can use Matthew, Levi, a tax collector, and we later find out we read his gospel according to Matthew. <laughs> if Jesus can use one who they did not respect to now we respect for all eternity because of the gospel account, guess what he can do with you? Just when people don't think there's any use of you, they pass you by your job, your booth, all your life. But yet Jesus did not pass you by. Jesus sees the need and he decided he just got to defend you. How is Jesus defending us? He is defending us before the father. By us believing Jesus as our Lord and Savior. No longer does God see us as the Pharisees and the scribes as a sinner. But through Jesus, God sees Jesus basically as a lens. And when he looks through his son, he sees us. And what he sees is righteousness. What he sees is redemption. He sees those that were lost, those that have paid, that, that, that sin has left a crimson stain to be washed in the blood of the lamb. He sees those who've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. He's seen those that have been reconciled with God because Jesus died on the cross for their sins. And we find here in the text that Jesus is willing to stand up for those who can't sometimes can't stand up for themselves. And I'm glad that Jesus is standing up on our behalf right now because there's somebody else standing up against you right now. His name is Satan, the accuser. But Jesus is before God saying, Lord, they know me. They call on my name. They know me as a Lord and Savior. And so since they know me, guess what, God? I know them. And since I know them, they are all right with me. They call me redeemer because I redeem them. So when you call on Jesus, when you see him as a true lifesaver, he's not just a lifesaver, but he's a friend indeed. He's a friend that knows all about your problem. He's a friend that wants to develop a relationship with you. He's a friend that will defend you when no one else will. Ain't no living against this. He's also a friend that has delivered you. Delivered you from all your problems, all your stress, all your worries. You see here, the Pharisees and the scribes, they couldn't deliver anybody. <laughs> they were trying to deliver Jesus, but they didn't know what they were delivering anybody from. But I'm glad that Jesus, he knows all about your problems. He knows all about your stresses in your life. He knows about your physical conditions. He knows all about your relationships. He knows about your finances. But he's telling you to do this. If you love me, 
follow me. And what does it mean to follow Jesus? That means I'll follow him all the way to the cross. And when I go to the cross, I'll take my sins there. And I'll leave my sins there. Just like Jesus, they took my sins off the cross and they buried them in the grave. And they stayed in the grave. But Jesus, he got up with all power in his hands. So sin, which is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? My faith is in Jesus because he can deliver me. He can develop me. He can defend me. He's my lifesaver. He's the one that will defend who I am. When I don't have the words to say, I can go to Jesus. So you can call me out my name. You can call me from the actions I've done in the past. But I have a new name. Over in glory. You can talk about me right now. But I will tell you that Jesus is talking about me right now to the Father. <laughs> Saying, Father, he confessed to me. He has a place over in glory. Jesus is the lifesaver. He can take you from a booth like Levi and elevate you to a higher place. He can move you from a place where you think you're not growing, you're not having what you want to have, and Jesus will teach you and show you how to have a better life. The life that Jesus promised us is not a life that we get caught up with nothing but success and flame and glory. There's going to be some troubles. You saw here Levi had people trying to knock him down and the people to follow Jesus. But I'm here to encourage you that Jesus is your lifesaver. So you don't have to defend yourself. He'll defend for you. He will develop a relationship with you that's stronger than nobody else can break. And guess what? Jesus has discovered you for a purpose. So Levi was a tasker that became a gospel writer and a disciple. What can Jesus form you to be? What can Jesus form you to be? He did not die that you should live a life of nothingness. But he died that you will live a life of, of purpose, of power, and a life through him. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, for your sins, and that God raised her from the grave. You shall be saved. And if you confess Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, right now, we'd be happy to hear from you or help you out in your further of your growth. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Jesus loves you.